This episode is sponsored by the Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal. Over the past four years, I have had the opportunity to help over 30 women identify, accept, and take action in the parts of their lives where they feel stuck. My heart's desire is to do that with every woman I come in contact with, but the truth is that's not realistic. So instead, I created a prayer journal that goes through that same journey. The Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal is designed for you to dig deep and answer questions that will pull out where you are stuck on your journey. The Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal consists of six sections of journal prompts and areas for reflections for when you want to dig a little deeper and um, just take your thoughts to another level. Whether it takes you six weeks or six months to complete, I promise you will not regret it. Head on over to my website at www.feliciawallace.com and select the books tab to make your purchase. If you are ready to find your fears and slay them, go to www.feliciawallace.com, select books and get your copy today. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. I am here with Shanta Jackson. Hey, Shanta, how are you? I am well. How are you today? I am doing so well. So first of all, thank you so much for uh, finding me. I always am like either I usually tell like how I know somebody, whether or not I have been stalking them or whether or not people have, you know, found me. And I'm always I don't know why at this point I probably should be like used to it. But when people say they found me, I'll be like, where? Where you found me at? Like, it's just it's it's a it's always a uh, a uh, great grateful moment and so I'm thankful that you found me I'm thankful that it all worked out and you're able to come on the show today yes that great old uh Instagram yes right (laughs) exactly so we are talking today of course about um you and talking about you know your self-doubt journey and so we're going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself to the people um can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started Well, hello everyone. My name is Shanta Jackson and I like to describe myself as a leader, mother, author, and social entrepreneur with a purpose to help people, to help themselves and others. I am 100% self-employed. I've been 100% self-employed since uh, 2017. Let's go. Yes, thank you. But it has not been an easy journey. There's a lot of learning about self, uh, self-doubt, self-confidence, kind of pushing yourself, being uncomfortable, uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and and knowing that 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 is an expectation. And so I am originally from Las Vegas. Okay. And um, and I live in Chicago for about uh, six years. And when I was in Chicago in college, I was 19 years old and I had a boyfriend and my boyfriend was 25 and he had five kids. And wait, wait, wait. at at 25, he had already had five kids. That is correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was clearly into hot boys. (laughs) And and so um, I'm in college. I met him the, the second semester of my freshman year. And uh, we just from day one, we were together and I married him when I was 21. So I'm 21 in college with five stepchildren. Wow. That's a huge responsibility. I'm gonna need you to pause right there. Like, how did that make you feel at that in that season of your life? 
you couldn't tell me anything. Um, it started off um, me kind of, of course I was in love, but then it started off of me being a little rebellious mm. to my parents because mm-hmm. my father was totally 100% against the relationship. My mother, she's my mother. You know, your moms, they, yeah. they, they love you with, regardless, even though you're right or wrong, they just want to stick to you and yeah. keep your relationship keep close. You sa- yes, we got to keep you safe just in case. <laughs> Exactly. And so, um, yeah, you couldn't tell me anything. I, I was just, I was so in love and, and this was a person that I could grow with and that I thought that I could learn a lot from and, and just the, the ideal of, I I was very mature, um, but the relationship ended up being unhealthy Mm. and at times abusive. Mm. And so um, we were on a road trip. Um, and so I am a mother and my son at the time, he was 11 months old. And we were on a uh, road trip with my two stepdaughters and his mother. And, um, and it just, it went totally left. And yeah. that, was like the, that was like the last straw. But I, and so we're, we're driving back from Atlanta to Chicago. I have three pairs of dirty clothes. I have $200 that I stashed in my sunglass case. I have my, my son and his car seat. And I coincidentally have a plane ticket to go back to Las Vegas that day. Mm, coincidentally. And because I was planning my son's first birthday party in Las Vegas. Wow. And this was already pre-planned. So this is how things kind of align for you. Yeah. It's already set up. Yeah. And, and so um, I, um, I finally talked his mom into dropping me off at the airport. And that's how I went home to Las Vegas mm. to my family with the baby on my hip, $200 and three pairs of dirty, dirty clothes. Wow. And, yes. And, um, and then we tried to make it work. And we ended up staying together for like, I think, I believe like two months. And the very last day that we were together, I slept in the bed with my shoes on because I was not allowed to leave the house the night before. The next day I snuck out. Wow. With my son, didn't pack any clothes. So, um, and so mind you, when I went back to Las Vegas, I did not have any personal items. So no social security card, no birth certificates, wow, yeah. clothing, jewelry, my, my ultrasound photos from when I was pregnant, my baby book, my baby's pictures. Yeah. Everything stuff. is. So everything was in Chicago and here you are in Vegas with literally nothing. Correct. And then, like I said, we tried to make it work and get back together. The next day, um, when I wasn't allowed to leave the house, I snuck out. And so even then I did not pack. So mind you, I'm losing over the course of time. I'm losing personal items. Some things I'm retrieving, a lot of things I am not. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time I was a loan officer. So I grabbed my laptop and my business cards. My baby got in the car and two months later, uh, two weeks, excuse me, two weeks later started over. Wow. Literally went on with the rest of my life. And um, I stayed in Las Vegas for a while. I never wanted to live in Las Vegas. That's why I left for Chicago in the first place. Mm -hmm. But I um, I was applying for jobs all across the country. I went to Atlanta, to Chicago, to uh, New York, to Houston. I went to all cities to visit, went on job interviews and I could I could never find a livable wage. Even though I had I had a master's degree, excuse me, even though I had my bachelor's degree in public relations 
and I had some work experience. Mind you, when I was married, I did not work for five years, but oh. I always, but I still finished my college degree. Yeah. I, I interned, I started to, I was a real estate agent in Illinois, but never had the chance to practice. And I say all of this to say for your listeners, it's like, I'm really finding myself. I'm, I'm yeah. really just trying. I'm just trying different things. That's not working. That's not working. So I'm in Las Vegas and I decided to go to grad school and I got my master's in public health and um, I'm single parenting. My, my support system is in Las Vegas. This is around, um, I started grad school in 2010 and before that I was a real estate agent and a loan officer, but then the recession happened and mm-hmm. I started seeing a, a trend and I said, you know what, I want to try something different. I started um, a business, uh, this concierge business that didn't even start. I was really good at starting stuff, but not necessarily finishing it. But I went back to grad school. While I was in grad school, I could not afford to rent. So my dad helped me with the down payment to buy a house because it was cheaper to buy a house. Yeah. And so I'm in grad school with my son. The babysitter is kindergarten. And the boys and girls club at mm-hmm. night. And then so I would take him to classes with me, take him to the boys and girls club, uh, just whatever I could do to get through grad school. I knew I had a short, limited amount of time because I had two internships, a GA ship and a part time job and going to grad school full time and my son. And I still have a mortgage. I still have a car note. I still have insurance. I still have all of these bills and expenses that I need to pay, but I'm working part-time. I believe I was making like $12 an hour. So basically Mm -hmm. I'm living off of credit cards and a little extra money from a student loan. And then I have my family support system to help me. I only could sustain this for a short period of time. Yeah. And so I worked my butt off when I was in Las Vegas. I ended up getting a job at a public health department never wanted to stay in Las Vegas. I'm there for about, I'm at this job for about three years now. And um, everything that I do, I excel at. And um, my supervisor at the time says, hey, team, you all are doing so well. We have extra money in the budget. Go to a conference in any city. I begged my colleagues. I said, can we please go to Washington, D.C.? (laughs) I went to a conference in D.C., met a guest speaker. It was on a Sunday. He was so good. He had an, he had an entire line of people waiting to meet with him. And I said, I'm meeting with him too, but I'm going to be the last person. I took his cell phone um, or their cell phones. And I started snapping pictures. Like I started to help him to manage his line Mm -hmm. after I said, Hey, I'd like to speak with you. Um, and I, I like to meet with you in person because at the time I'm seeking jobs, Mm -hmm. but I just really wanted mentorship. I just really wanted guidance, just an informational interview. I wasn't looking for anything specifically from this person. Yeah. He says, call my administrative assistant. I said, no, you don't understand. Today is Sunday. I leave back to Las Vegas on Tuesday. I need to meet with you tomorrow on Monday. Yeah. The next day, his administrative assistant called me and I went to his office for what I thought was an informational interview. And I ended up staying there for about six hours. After I said, you know, I'd really like to work with you if an opportunity presents itself. He says, I can't promise you anything. I jump on him and I hug him and I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just even though he didn't offer me anything, right, right. I, just knew I had it, whatever it was, whatever it was. Yeah. You put the work in already. 
Yeah, so that's that faith part, and that's just and me not even recognizing that it's the faith, you know, yeah. and, and, and the manifestation and all that good stuff, and me putting it into action. I'm not even realizing what I'm doing at the time. I go back to Las Vegas. I'm so excited. Eight months passed, and I almost gave up. I almost said, you know what? I'm just going to stay here in Las Vegas. No mm. one's going to give me an opportunity. And then he called me eight months later and said, hey, are you still interested in a position? And I said, yes. And, um, and that was within 30 days. So November, 2013, I moved to the Washington, Baltimore area. And I was working. Yes. And so that's how I got here. My son was in the middle of fourth grade. Um, No family support system, no immediate family support system. I took a chance on myself and I came here. And when I was at um, that job, I knew two months in that it was not the place for me, but because of the sacrifice that I made and I, and I had to be realistic and I knew that I did not have a support system. And I said, you know what, I'm staying here. And before I leave here, everyone will know my name. And Mm. so I ended up staying there two months in, I knew it wasn't the place for me, but I ended up staying there four and a half years to build uh, relationships, to network, to build my portfolio, started my business. And when I quit that job, I quit with only one client. But when I put in my letter of resignation, immediately someone else called me and said, hey, I heard you're a consultant. Can you please send us an invoice now? So mm. that's how I knew. I hadn't even started the scope of work, the project yet. Yeah, they, yeah. They requested that I invoice them immediately. And that's how I knew that I was making the right decision on my entrepreneurial journey. Yes, that is, listen, I, that story is like, you don't, when, when I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm a visual person, right? So like, as you're talking, like, it's like, it felt like a, like a lifetime movie, right? Like, I'm like, watching you get on the plane and in my brain, that's like, what's happening, right? And so I'm like, we don't know. And, and to your point is that you don't know how God orchestrates things behind the scenes. When we think we're going through these tough moments and not even think we know we're going through these tough moments we know we're going through a testing season it, it it all works for our good right it all works for what it is that he has in the future and one of the things is that you said you took a chance on yourself how many of us don't even do that like eight months would have gone by and I'm telling you I, I yeah no I would have been already had a job somewhere else because especially when you think about the responsibilities you have, right? We say, oh, I have a kid or I have bills and I have this. So you feel like I have to continue to do this thing because if it doesn't, like this is a sure thing, right? You taking the chance to go clear across the country to DC to to maybe it work out the way you wanted it to work out and not even knowing like that's, that's a big decision to have to make. But in the end, that's what we have to do. Sometimes we just have to step out on faith and allow God to do whatever it is that he's going to do so that we can see that it's for his good, like in the end, because like you said, you, that you get ready to leave and somebody say invoice me before you even open your mouth to say, Hey, I'm in business by myself because God knew he already knew and you proved yourself. So of course, throughout this journey, how did self-doubt show up? If you've been listening to this podcast or following me on social media for a while and you're ready to start your journey to healing or you're ready to confront your doubts and insecurities, there are three ways I can help. 
first, you can download the journal prompt from my website. Use this as a guide to get back on track with where God is calling you. Secondly, you can go to my website and purchase the Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal. Using this prompt and journal will pull out where you are stuck on your journey. These questions will force you to dig deep and find your fears. Lastly, if you're ready to invest in your healing journey and work directly with me, book a 30-minute connection call with me today. This allows us to see if we are a good fit for each other. So head on over to my website, www.feliciawallace.com to do one or all three of these. That's www.feliciawallace.com. Now, back to the show. Oh, wow. Um, so first off, just even me... Um, working at the university, I have a master's degree, but all of my colleagues and the people that I'm working with, they have a PhD. Mm-hmm. And so just the, um, and the self-doubt, it was kind of small, not a lot, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm having to prove myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so the self-doubt comes in when people, um, are not necessarily validating you or validating me or kind of overlooking the things that I have to say because I'm not seen as a peer. Mm. And so the self-doubt is, well, maybe I need to be quiet or maybe I'm not, or maybe I'm wrong. However, no matter how much self-doubt that I had in, the, in those situations, it will always be revealed to me that I, that I was correct or that I was on the right path. Yeah, and so that, yeah. that in itself kind of gave me the self-confidence to say, you know what, first of all, I am Shanta Jackson and I am here. I'm here at the same table. So I have value and I have something to bring. And if mm. I, and if not, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So, I, so I had to kind of like check myself. Yeah. No, but that's real. Just when you said that, like I am, I'm here. Like when the, the, I, I think some of the things is that when the, the crazy part comes up is that when self-doubt shows up, sometimes it shows up in the places where you're actually doing the work you're supposed to be doing, where you're in the space where you believe that, you know, that this is where you, you shine your sweet spot or you're working in purpose, but it shows up at those moments where you're like, am I supposed to be here right is that and it's it's just a like you say it's not a sometimes it's not a huge thing sometimes it's just a little thing like do they know more than me why because they went to school a couple of years longer than me right like but I'm here I'm sitting at this table like I am here putting in my input and you whether or not you're listening to me like I I clearly have value because otherwise I wouldn't be sitting here Otherwise, I wouldn't be in the room. Otherwise, I would not have this position. You know what I'm saying? And so that right there, that's a that's a word right there. You listen, you sitting at the table, y'all. OK, you were in the room sitting at the table, giving up your information. Yes, you deserve to be there. That's there you go. <laughs> and not only are you sitting at the table, people are depending on you. Mm. So what started to happen is people would refer to me as Dr. Jackson. And I would correct them. And I was like, oh, no, it's Miss. And they're surprised. Like, oh, I thought, no, I'm like, no, it's, it's Miss. And then what started to happen is that when we're in meetings, people would actually look to me to say, mm. let's see what Shanta has to say. And then how I really knew, and this is what really encouraged me to start my, cons- my consulting firm, Cause Engagement Associates is when external partners would come to the table from large organizations and would say, wait a minute, I think Shanta has something to say. Mm. And I'm like, yes, okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yes, Shanta has something to say. And, and so the, the value, and then and that meant a lot as well for external folks. Yeah. 
to, to see you. Yeah. Exactly. To recognize. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And I and what came up for me when you said that is that that's the that is the clear definition of um God qualifies the cold, not not he doesn't call the qualified right like in your mind like you there you are showing up as a doctor right now you better than me because I would have been like yes Dr. Wallace it is <laughs> you know what I mean like because at the end of the day it's that's a title that doesn't mean that my knowledge is not more than theirs and it doesn't mean I'm not more experienced than them they just got more education than I do that doesn't mean that they know that they know more than me or that they're better than right but sometimes we get caught up in the titles we get caught up in that and you see it often where it's like oh well they have the VP behind their name they have CEO behind their name they're the director I'm just a manager but I've been in plenty of situations personally when I've been like I could do your job and mine like in real life, you know what I'm saying? So that speaks to your experience and how God was, you know, like putting you out there, like know her, know her, you know what I mean? So ooh, that's a word too. That's a word too, sis. <laughs> yeah. So especially with those titles, I took it, took advantage of it because of those VP, those presidents, those, what I saw, I saw decision makers. I saw mm. people that had the, um, the authority to authorize budgets. Yes. And like I said, I wanted to be a consultant. So I actually started in my mind. I said, you know what? I am a consultant and these are clients. Mm. And so, and that's exactly how I started to behave. And then eventually, and so in 2015, I incorporated my business. And as soon as I did that, there was a woman from Las Vegas that I originally met. Her husband at the time was the congressman in my district. And um, they moved to the DC area mm-hmm. and I came after I'm in, in the DC area. And I say, Hey, I'm here now. And she ended up being my first client. Wow. Wow. Look at, yeah. That and that so again, dope. and that again was, I wasn't saying, Hey, I'm looking for an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It was, Hey, c- here's my resume. Could you do me a favor? Could you look over it and give me any advice? And should I change anything? Yeah. Because I'm not happy here at, th- at this, at that time, before I even um, incorporated my business, I'm looking for other jobs. Mm-hmm. And I always, just so you know, so the listeners, I get turned down often. I, I was never mm. qualified or maybe overqualified or never the right person. And, and, but this, these were, again, these were jobs, mm. jobs I'm applying for. Mind you, I'm an entrepreneur, right? Mm. So I'm going against the grain mm-hmm. and I'm settling in my mind. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get this full-time job with these benefits and mm-hmm. have a good salary. Then I can easily qualify for a mortgage and I can just be happy and have a, you know, a good life and go on yeah. vacations. And, and every time I tried it, even to this day, if I decided that, you know what, I'm going to find a job, it won't work. I just know Mm, it won't work. mm. That is a word. Okay. Can I tell you that being in this journey, there have been several times that I have been like, oh, you know what? It'll just be easier if I just go back to work, right? Like I can do this on the side, right? I can, you know, still, you know, pursue slaying self-doubt and I can continue to move in purpose and do that. But I can also just go back to work because literally I just left, right? I just left the career. It's not that hard to go back, but you're absolutely right. Every time that I've tried to 
every time that I've tried to go backwards and think that the safe route, this is in my, with my air quotes, right. Of what is uh, traditional, what is comfortable, what is uh, consistent, right. It never, it, it does not work. I like it literally, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't even work out. There was an opportunity for me to actually go back to the exact job that I left. Like the physician called and was like, I need you to come back now he is like the godfather of the organization so I'm like well if he tell them that I need to come back then that didn't even work out and so I just was like well lord that must be that that is a clear sign that this is not what you want me to do and ever since then I'm just like how about you put that same energy into your business how about you put that same energy into what it is that he called you he called you here for a reason there's a reason why he told you to start this business. There's a reason why he told you to bet on yourself. And there's a reason why he continues to provide in the season where in your mind, it doesn't make sense, right? In your mind, it's like, how am I still here? How, how do I still have, how am I still able to feed myself and take care of my family and those things? So I understand exactly where you're coming from. And so that also means to any of y'all who are listening, if you feel like that you're trying to go backwards, like, if this is what God has called you to be is in full-time entrepreneurship, betting on yourself, whatever that may look like, continue to do that. Continue to do or ask him and be very clear. Cause I'm always like, Lord, I need clarity because stuff happens, right? Real life situations come up and sometimes you might need to, you might need additional monies, right? Because entrepreneurship goes like this until it's really, y'all can't see my hand, but it, <laughs> it's like a roller coaster until it becomes consistent, right? And so there may be times that you do need to get consistent money, but I was telling a client of mine, like a lot of times we think of work, right? And we say, I got to go back to work. And just like you said, I got to get a job. I got to get a job. Instead, the question should be, how can I make money? How can I make money changes the answer? Because how can you make money mean could mean increasing your prices. How could right. you make money means, you know, doing something else, leveraging something else within your business and adding a, a, adding a cost to that, so whatever you're doing for free. Right. And adding a cost to that. You know what I'm saying? It could be gig work. It could be uh, independent contracting. It doesn't have to be. And I think some of that is, you know, uh, um, I don't say societal because I think a lot of people now are entrepreneurs, but just like historically, especially for us in the black community is like, no, you need to get a job. You need because that's what people are used to. But I love I, I love the way that you said that when you were trying to go that traditional route, the Lord was like, nope, not for you. Nope, not for you nope not for you like this is where I need you to be yeah you know what um fortunately for me since I started my entrepreneurial journey I have not had to have a part-time job or mm. find a side side gig or anything like that so um one time um I had seven dollars in my checking account and another time I had nine dollars and how I get business is, um, so my, my clients are nonprofit organizations, mm -hmm. public health teams, research teams. And, um, I had, and so sometimes I'm reaching out and it's through relationships. And sometimes I'm actually responding to a RFP, a request for proposal. Mm -hmm. And I had submitted a, um, an RFP, a proposal 
to the state of Maryland, um, the Department of Health. And I totally had forgot that I had done it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like dead broke. I got like $9 in my checking account. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. Like nothing stops. Bills are still there. Yes, that is fine. Um, <laughs> People still need got, to eat. Kids still need to eat. <laughs> but I, at this time, I, I promise you, it's the, it was the space on my, in my bedroom on the floor. I just got there, got on my knees kind of like a prayer as if I were Islamic as far as the movement and how mm -hmm. I was doing it. And I just said, God, thank you. I was crying, crying my, my, uh, bawling, but it wasn't God, please help me. I don't know what to do. Mm. It was just literally gratitude. I just yeah. said something just said, thank you. Thank you. I know everything is going to be fine. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Coincidentally that weekend, I had a paid speaking engagement in Las Vegas it was an all expense paid trip. So I got my little broke self with a credit card just in case I needed to buy something. My, mm -hmm. my family lives in Las Vegas. So no one knows that I'm broke. I get myself on this airplane because it's all expense paid. I'm at the hotel, the venue, they're providing the food, the meals. Mm. And as soon as I arrive, I receive a $500 check. And that's not a lot of money to a lot of people. But mind you, I just told you I was yeah, broke. You had $9. That is like, yes. Okay, we in here. <laughs> So the way I present myself, you would never know. I still right. have my clothes. I still my I still look decent. I'm just yeah. broke at that time. So <laughs> right. I so I do what I have to do at the um, presentation. And while I'm in Las Vegas, I open my email. I totally forgot that I submitted that proposal. It was my first ever proposal that I submitted mm. to the state of Maryland ever, first ever. Mm. I opened that email and it said that I was awarded a $40,000 contract. Mm. And yes, yes. And Listen, so- Listen, the goosebumps that I just got because, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Mm -hmm. And so from that moment on and just moving forward, like- I do have moments of self-doubt. I do have moments of just not being motivated, questioning, questioning myself, but I keep my cup full mm. from prayer, from journaling, positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. And so when I am a little empty, it's only temporary because yes. I'm always feeling myself, but, yes. I also, but I also know that, look, girl, first of all, you you remember Shante? You had two hundred dollars, three hmm. pairs of dirty clothes. Okay, you put yourself. You went through grad school and you made it happen for yourself, and you networked your way through. Yeah, you went to DC, met someone, and not applying for the job. They called you eight months later and said, "Hey, are you still interested?" Yeah. Once you figured out that that wasn't the place for you, you made you you made the decision. You just took the action step and mm -hmm. you went ahead and you incorporated your business. I snuck out on my lunch break and drove to Baltimore to um, to the uh, secretary of state to incorporate my business on a super long lunch break. That's how I started my business. And then shortly after, got my first client, then quit my job. Mm. As soon as I quit my job, put in my notice, I got a second client. And just all of the little things I have to keep reminding myself. Yeah. So even now, I'm still taking sacrifices. I actually made a mistake. And so my mistake was that with the projects that I accepted, I what works best for my business model and what, what works best for me is mm -hmm. to accept projects and initiatives 
because they have a start and end date and a clear scope of work and you know what the deliverables are. Yeah. And so I made a mistake and I accepted, um, I have two clients and they're actually programs. So a program, something can change on on Monday and Wednesday is something new. So it's something new every other week. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you have to participate in this meeting. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm like an underpaid employee. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Yeah. So, and mind you, I'm, I'm single parenting. My son is 17 now. Um, expenses have increased, you know, and with everyone in the, across the, the United States, you mm-hmm. know, inflation and everything. And I actually just recently decided that I was going to give up that contract. Um, effective, um, I think I said July 1 or June 1 of, the, of this year. And um, so that I could have more time yeah focus on projects that i'm that more align with Mm -hmm. my with my business and that so that i can be successful and to me success is being able to have the time to do the things that i want to do yeah with my son spend time with myself work out make smoothies um, be able to travel do things to me that's how i define success and i have my personal brand and so I'm Shanta Jackson, the professional, and I have, yeah. and I've done these things as an entrepreneur. But in the meantime, I experienced domestic violence. Mm. I experienced unhealthy marriage. I've been dating all of these years, so I've had disappointment. I've had heartbreak. Um, again, the self validation, anxiety, fear, um, the all of these things I've experienced in life, and I've always journaled. Yeah. And normally I would throw my journals away out of shame, embarrassment and guilt. And then one time I was, and this is in 2019, 2019, I decided to keep my first journal, uh, not to dispose of it. I was talking to a guy friend and, uh, I read a personal journal entry to him and he said, you know what? Um, don't throw that away. You should keep it because your story could probably help someone someday. Mm, mm. And so I initially started to journal just because I wanted my son, if anything ever happened to me, I wanted him to know my personality, yeah. just the way I thought. And for my grandchildren, that was my initial thought behind the journal. And once he was like, you know what, you can probably help someone. That's when I got my aha epiphany moment. And, and that's when I wrote my first book, The yes. Woman with Lived Experiences, a 21 day guided journey. Um, excuse me, the journal of a woman with 21. Ah, the journal of a woman with lived experiences, a 21 day guided journal. And, um, and I share my personal journal entries that were never intended for the public. Yeah. And because of my background and evaluation, I'm able to look at words and I can assign themes and, uh, to them. And so that's how I came up with the titles in uh, the different chapters in the, in book. the book. Yeah. yeah no, that is love. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that is so awesome. First of all, two things. So the first, well, I guess it's three now. Okay, so the first thing was that um, the fact that you kept the journals and you used them as a book for, like, that in itself is very vulnerable, right? That in itself is a a moment of you being, you know, honest and transparent that most people aren't willing to do. But I, I agree with your friend in that, yes, some, we don't recognize a lot of times that our story and our testimonies are meant to be able to help others, right? And they're meant to be able to, um, to, to encourage other people and empower them that 
you know, dark days don't last for all, always, right? And one of the things you said earlier also, and I just thought of it, is how when you got down on your knees in prayer, like it wasn't to ask God for help. It was for gratitude, right? And I've been in that space before where I've been like, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I thank you in advance, right? That is like when you live in that space of gratitude and, and reverence for God of just like, you got me through all of that. Oh, so that was the second thing. And then running his track record back and your own track record, right? Those things remind you that when you're in a present space of like, this is, you've already done this, right? I had a client say to me one time and I made her write it down as an affirmation. Um, she's like, I've already beat this before and I have the tools to do it again. And I was like, that's your affirmation right there. Sometimes we just forget that we all we've already done this. We've already fought this battle. We've all it may look different, right? But we've already done it and God will always make a way. And you know, that was just confirmation for me in that sometimes staying in that space it may be hard, but it's necessary to in order for God to do what it is that he is supposed to do. So, what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before? Did you hear that ad at the beginning of the show? If you're a business owner looking to expand your reach, you can promote your company or product with a host read pre-row or mid-row ad by me on the Slang Self-Doubt podcast. If you want more information, email info at FeliciaWallace.com. That's info at FeliciaWallace.com. Now, back to the show. So, hmm, what have I learned about myself? Yeah, just basically just who I am. I've always been that person. Mm-hmm. Even when I didn't recognize her, um, I just turned 41 this year. Oh, hey, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and I looked at a picture of myself when I was about, I had to be about 20, 21 years old. And I looked at her and I was like, we did it like you did like you did good for yourself yes I was like like look at you and but but as I'm looking at that 20 21 year old me Mm -hmm. I've always been her I've always been ambitious I've always been um independent and that person who who stood out and I was I've always been proactive like Mm -hmm. it's always been in me Mm. from, from a child I wasn't raised in a situation where um self-doubt was something that was intentionally or indirectly modeled to me right right and um and so I think society and, and sometimes yourself you get in your own way so mm-hmm. I've learned not to get into my own way and and what I've learned about myself is that it's natural for me to doubt myself it's natural for me to not feel the best yeah on certain days right Mm -hmm. and so what I've learned to do is when I'm feeling good and when I'm in it that's when I go hard I go hard I go hard and I go so hard that so what I want to rest even if it's not about a bad day it could be a good day and I just want to rest right it's okay because I've done so much and I'm so I've been so productive when I do have the fuel to yeah. do it, all of those action steps that I took, it, I'm waiting for them to catch up with me. I know that's right. Yeah, no, and that's real too, though. Like you said, like the fact that 
when you're in it and you when you're moving when you feel good when you're moving when you have the energy and it's a lot of times where um when self-doubt does come up sometimes even for myself like some doubt sometimes self-doubt comes up in like procrastination or you know rest like I just don't want to do anything right because my mind is moving so fast versus taking like the in the moments where I'm like yes okay I have this like you said this spark of energy I have this um this moment where I feel like really creative and I can get stuff done like to lean into that and I think another thing is is that which I think sometimes um I don't know, I guess maybe because of just kind of the way the word is like really leaning into when you're the most productive. So like for me, I'm the most productive in the evenings. I know it sounds crazy, but after five to like midnight, like I can put earbuds in my, like once I know that my family's good, dinner's done, all of that stuff, I've taken care of, then I can, I can zone in. And the amount of work that I get done between those hours is ridiculous, right? Like, and so I had to re- re like redo my schedule to be able to say like no these are the hours you need to work because if this is where you get your the most productivity out of yourself the most creativeness out of yourself is in the evening why are you forcing yourself that's the reason why you don't want to do it in the morning because it ain't that's not you right and what works for Shanta doesn't work for Felicia right and so we have to be mindful when people are saying no you need to get up at 4 a.m you will not catch me up at 4 a.m unless I need to catch a flight that is just not happening because I am not a morning person but I can stay up all night you know what I'm saying so I that was that's really good advice there like lean into that energy when you have it yeah and then also your energy might change Mm -hmm. um so I was working out in the mornings and having fun and feeling good uh, going to my boot camp classes and now I don't like to go in the morning now (laughs) it seems like it's an evening shift and sometimes I like to wake up right away um I'll say some um you know what I'm grateful for at least five things and some Sometimes I journal, sometimes I read, sometimes I listen to it's whatever my point is, it's whatever I'm in the mood to do. Yeah. And there's no rules to this. The only rule is you treat others how you want to be treated. The only rule is, you know, just the, you know, you're you're the basic of being a good ethical person and yeah. having morals. Those are the rules of life. What yeah. you know, what you put out comes back. Those yeah. are the rules that you can't change. But as far as like your your routine and 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 how you like to do something, if that changes, then that's okay. And mm-hmm. another thing that I've learned about myself and that I acknowledge and that I accept is that I have two personalities. And so I have two Shantas. I have the the um the fragile uh the one who who cares about what other people mm. think or, or 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 that has self-doubt. And then there's the other Shanta who keeps her shoulders up high and she's the mentor, the coach, and she's the Shanta Jackson. Yes. The and, Shanta and, this Jackson. Is, and that's the Shanta Jackson that, that consults and people, you know, she's always there for others. So yes. this Shanta Jackson is going to be there for herself. Mm. And so the other Shanta Jackson, when Shanta has her self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And when she's not feeling her best, the Shanta Jackson comes out and it's like, okay, so we're not thinking like that today. Yeah. And you, you know what? You're scared. That's okay. Fear. That's okay. That's natural. Do it anyway. Yeah. Either you want this or you don't. God is with you always has been and always will be. Plant seeds, water them and watch them grow. You are mm. Shanta Jackson. Be proud of yourself. Look in the mirror and smile. Look at what you've done. Own it. Yes. 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 I love that. Oh, 
Ooh, ooh, I love that. So you talked about it for a second, um, but I wanted to make sure I got that question in about what you learned about yourself. Let's talk about the Shanta Jackson. Okay, let's talk about what you're doing with Cole's Engagement Associates. Tell the people, um, you've kind of given us a good background story of what it is that you do, but what, what are you doing now? What is it that if somebody wanted to work with you, if somebody wanted to consult with you, what or hear you speak, whatever it is, like, let, let's talk about it. Okay, so um, cause engagement associates, what I do, um, and myself and my colleagues, and so my model is, I don't have any employees, I'm the only employee of my company. Mm. And as needed, I contract with other consultants on an as needed basis. So that's okay. why cause engagement associates and everything that we do is socially conscious. Mm-hmm. So if anyone, um, if they have some type of um, program or some national initiative or statewide initiative and they need some assistance with strategy or let's say they're implementing and they need assistance with evaluation mm-hmm. whether it's formative evaluation to help them to kind of make decisions along the way and evaluate mm-hmm. their um, their progress thus far I can assist with that or even evaluation at the end. You said that you were going to do this. Did you do it? What were the lessons learned and how satisfied are the people that you're working with? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's the business side, but what I'm naturally. And so now, and in, in this today, in this point of my life, I'm really, I mentioned earlier that I gave up a contract because of um, time, Yeah, but it's not necessarily time because I want to grow cause engagement. First of all, I do know that I can succeed. Shanta Jackson can succeed in anything that she sets out to do. And so I'm 100% confident that if I put the time into grow cause engagement associates, I can get federal state contracts and, and grow, but that's not necessarily the vision that I have for myself. Mm-hmm. The vision that I have for myself is more so focusing on my personal brand mm. and my books and my um my television show and and my speaking engagements and then me even developing workshops and so that's what I'm doing right now and so that's me using all of the skills that I've done for others again helping them plan strategize implement and then sometimes it means promoting their socially conscious initiatives so that means that I'm having to hire videographers to do storytelling projects I'm doing all of this stuff for clients how about I do this for myself? Yes. You mentioned that earlier. Why yes. don't what you do for others, do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so um, basically I'm at this point in my life where if I have, I have ideas and I have so many ideas. And so I just have to decide which is the next best idea to implement. And then after that, which one after that. And so um, I decided that I want to focus on my personal brand, Shanta Jackson. And, and how folks can engage with me. Again, I'm helping people to help themselves and others. And um, if a person is in need of some inspiration, some self-help, some, mo- some motivation or information, I have my books. Mm-hmm. And so I have the Journal of a Woman with Lived Experiences. And then I also have the Resilience of a Woman that I just released this year in 2022. And those books, that content, I've actually created into various workshops. And so I'm doing speaking engagements, whether it's me 
finding opportunities that exist and me saying, Hey, I'm available. Mm -hmm. And because I am an entrepreneur and I have that spirit, I have it in me. If there aren't opportunities available, I create my own. Yes. And so me creating my own workshops and me facilitating that, um, with my, with my shows, I, um, I, uh, I had a YouTube show. I have a, actually on, um, I have a YouTube channel and one of my playlists, uh, is, uh, interviewing folks with lived experiences and I've Mm. interviewed people from every spectrum of life from my son was murdered and I'm healing and I'm helping others to heal or I was an an abducted person but I didn't find out to until I was an adult an adult or I help um, males become men or I'm a social justice advocate, or I was in prison and now I help other women who are incarcerated and formerly incarcerated. I've interviewed all types of people. Yeah. And, um, and so that was an idea that I had that I, that I implemented and I didn't have any sponsorship, um, for that, but I understand the process. And I, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to go out and I'm just going to put the work out. And then eventually it will all come back to me. Absolutely. Then I did a second show called Connections. And what I did with Connections with Shanta, it was more of a professional focus and lens. And I streamed live on Facebook, YouTube, and on LinkedIn. And all of my guests were my LinkedIn connections. Mm. And so I'm helping to highlight other professionals. Yep. Um, whether whether they are an employee or, or a small business owner, mm-hmm. I'm highlighting them and their level of expertise and allowing them to share what it is that they do, yep. how they do it, or their insight on certain topics. Yeah. And so um, and so what I'm doing right now, I'm just um, I'm at the point where I'm trying to figure out just, you know, how to you know, package everything and, and make the best next decision for, you know, take that next best step and, um, and basically, you know, make this a a living. And, uh, and while there's the business side of it, while I'm looking for opportunities, like you said earlier, like I'm doing this for free, how can I monetize this? Mm -hmm. How can I get paid for this? But at the same time, I know that now this is the faith part. This is me just knowing based off of my life experiences and what I've learned so far about myself and about life is that Shanta, just do what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely, this is definitely me investing in myself, my time Mm -hmm. and my resources to make these things happen, but keep doing it and doors will open. And that's what's happening. I create a workshop. I share a flyer with someone and then I get invited to do a a private workshop and then I get invited to speak here. And so sometimes I'm getting paid. Sometimes I'm getting flowers. Sometimes I'm getting a little gift card. Sometimes I'm not getting anything, but it's all building my portfolio and it's all setting me up for when a someone from a major network or when a a corporation or when someone, a a decision maker looks, looks, and, and they're searching me and they're going online and they're Googling and they see my portfolio, my website and all the things that I've done by myself. If I were a decision maker, that would definitely be someone that I would want to partner with. And that yeah. I trust. because if they can do this on their own, imagine what they can do with our resources and with our partnership. Yeah, no, I love that. I, and one of the things that um, that you were saying 
that I think that a lot of times people have a tendency to um, forget. And I, even for myself, I said at the top of this when we first started talking that, you know, I use my platform to highlight others because it's not about us, right? When God gives you a purpose and he, it is, it's, it's about everyone else. And a lot of times there are, there are businesses that I've seen people other you know in in you know whether it's corporate entrepreneurship whatever have you when you're me driven when you're like it's all about you trying to figure out like how can I how can I versus being able to um allow somebody else like you said are you doing these uh these lives with other people on LinkedIn allows them to be able to shine right and that may not have even been an opportunity they may, and, and sometimes it's not even a thought of theirs, right? They don't even think about it because we we all do things differently, right? And so when I even as, um, so back in March, we did a 34 Women's History Month. I don't do any podcasts. But what I do is, is I honor 31 women who've been on the podcast who shared their, their stories, right? And when I look back over that, I'm like, these are 31 women I do not know. I've never met a day in my life, but what I've allowed them to be able to do is to come on here, share their story, and then other people end up finding them. Like it's so many people and it's it's just about the reciprocity, right? And it and at the end of the day, you will get what's coming to you because you keep putting out. It's the energy that you continue to put out. And as long as I continue to you know, do what I do what I am signed to because what you were saying, do what I when you were saying, just do what I need to do. I was in my mind, I was saying, mind your business, right? Stay in your own lane. When you when you stay focused on what it is that you are called to do, everything else will work out. You don't have to worry about anything else when when you're focused, when when you're focused on your assignment, whatever is attached to it will make will do what it's supposed to do. That's just that's just how things end up working out like it just it just is like I, I can't explain it but that's how the Lord works right he tell you to do something you just keep doing that thing and you do that thing well put your energy into that everything else will work out and that's been your entire story right that you put your energy into the thing the the obedience of doing exactly what you were called to do in that moment right not thinking about you know, five, 10 years from now, because sometimes we can get caught up in that. That's how self-doubt will get you caught up. Like, well, how am I supposed to get there, Lord, right? No, the first thing was get on this plane, right? And you kept saying coincidentally, and in my mind, I was like, oh, that was, that is God's divine timing, right? That like in this moment, I've, I've given you an out, right? I've given you, here you are again, being able to be in this spot. Here you are. Oh, I, I did this proposal and I forgot about it. And at the moment when you need it, God shows up and says, here you go. At the same time, you know, you go somewhere and you get $500. And, and then that's what abundance looks like. That's what overflow looks like because you continue to do what you are assigned to do because you could have been like I'm broke I can't go y'all because how, how many of us do that right like I don't have it now but how do you know that once you get to where you need to get to that that is the the work that you have to put in in order to get something back like you still have to show up and so yeah, that's my encouragement to y'all Shanta has showed us that she has shown up every single time that she's been called every single time that God has said do that she shows up and so you get a return on your investment that's 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 what we get now here is a return yes and that's the rule that's the the, those are the rules of life um Mm -hmm. 
And, and also, you know, when you were speaking, um, two words came to mind. One was test and the other was faith. Mm. And, and so a lot of things, um, you have to crawl before you walk. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, and so some things you're tested, you just can't, there is no such thing as I, I did this and then I was automatically successful in doing this. Mm-hmm. You have to build your muscle. You will be tested. Yep. Like how bad do you really want this? How disciplined are you? How, how um, resourceful are you mm-hmm. and how um, diversified are you in your thinking? Right. And so, yep. So now your management, your leadership skills um, for you to be able to collaborate with others and just grow as a person is all a process It's building you up and it's preparing you. And so you will be tested. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and just understand that. And 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 with tests, sometimes we can pass tests with the D just with the D. We don't yeah. have an A to pass the test. Right? Listen, so. you just got to go through it. You got. But what you have to do, even when you say that, is that you got to show up for the test. Sometimes we the test comes and we be like, you know what, I'm gonna sit this one out, right? Like, well, then you not you can't do that. Like you we we see the test coming and we immediately ask God, get me out of it, right? Give me take this away. And I we we've all been there. It's just like take 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 this away versus saying like what do I need to learn in this season what about show me me like that whenever I'm in the midst of something I always ask God show me me and I guarantee every single time he showed me how I'm supposed to show up differently he shows me what I need to learn about myself to change in the season that I'm in so yes you got to show up for the test even if you get a D (laughs) that's right and then the faith and so faith is not just I believe, or I'm going to pray or say my positive affirmations. Faith is also doing your part. So Mm. there's, like you mentioned, there's reciprocity. So I have to take action. I have to do something to activate. I have to activate my faith and Mm -hmm. and create an opportunity, a possibility for something to come back to me. Right. Yep. I have to show up. I have to go. I have to listen to that inner voice, that intuition where it's, you know what, something told me to go over here, or I didn't feel like getting dressed that day, but I got dressed and I went out and I handed out those flyers anyway. Yeah. And because I handed out those flyers, I ended up landing a, a new client or a new opportunity, or I got a new sale from my product because yep. I, I wasn't really confident about doing it, but I just listened to it and I just did it. And it led to this. Mm-hmm. And when you do those things, those little small wins, that helps to build your faith too. Absolutely. So you have to, just like with working out, you have to build your stand, stamina. You have to maintain. We have our metabolism, our bodies. We got to switch up our exercises. We have to do different things, right? Yeah. And so it's always the action. We have to just, all we have to do is just do our part. And, and you don't have to understand everything you don't have to know how it work it will work out but at the same time you you should build your wisdom should be growing so mm-hmm. you so you're understanding at the same time even though you don't have to understand everything your understanding naturally will increase so you have to yeah. be intentional about that right about your personal growth and your personal development as well yeah absolutely but, um, yeah, but but definitely so. And as I'm speaking, it's just, it's just this is all just naturally coming out. But to answer your question, this is these are also things that I've learned about myself going on the journey. Mm. And I feel like it's my responsibility just because of this is just of who I am, mm-hmm. what I've learned in life and um, 
and the things that I've achieved or my failures, I'm okay with being open and transparent with sharing with others if that is going to help them. Yeah, yeah. And and I love that because a lot of times we, again, like I said earlier, we're not meant to do life alone. We're not meant to, and everything that we go through, every single thing we go through is meant to help somebody else, even if the other person is your kid. Right. I know. And I've shared this before that on my journey in in this whole self-doubt thing, like I didn't realize that I was um, I had an issue or suffered from like anxiety until I saw it in my son. And I was just like, well, where is this coming from? But how he like in my mind, I'm like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And then I realized how I was talking to him was how I was talking to myself. And then I was just like, now, wait a minute. Like we like he's seen me acting that way and so I made the decision to like let me get my healing so that I'm able to parent him differently and then able to walk him through so it doesn't have to be people out in the world it doesn't have to be you know it could be the people on your job even before there was a slaying self-doubt when I like exactly when I said Lord show me me and I want to know what's the next thing it started at the job I was at at the time it started with me showing up differently as a leader, right? And and so when we talk about those things, it really is that everything has its purpose. Everything is, uh, is, is designed for God's good and whatever it is that he chooses to do for our lives. And I think this, you know, this conversation has proven if not to anybody else but at least to me uh is that you just got to keep showing up you have to keep showing up even when it's hard even what just the same way like you said when you go to the gym you have a goal set in mind if you stop going to the gym your body you ain't gonna lose that weight it ain't gonna just go away you're not gonna get stronger you have to keep working out keep building the muscles and it takes more than one thing you can go to the gym but if you still keep eating the same i can guarantee you you're not gonna lose no weight you can eat the same you can eat change the, your eating habits and you may lose some weight but are you going to get stronger it you have to do a multitude of things in order to grow it's not just a one one quick fix whatever have you if you want to grow and also for it to be sustainable like that is the other thing we want the our businesses to be sustainable so we have to do multiple things to be able to allow that to happen yeah our businesses our relationships yes ourselves we we want to be sustainable too okay I'm trying to see my great great grandkids that's that is what I'm saying and so knowing that I'm like how do I need to make sure that that happens what do I need to do for myself to make sure that I'm able to live to see my great great grandkids and 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 at a reasonable time for my kids to have kids okay just put that out there Lord (laughs) thank you so much Shanta for joining us today um I am just I'm inspired by your story I just want to thank you for your obedience. I want to encourage you to just keep doing what it is that you're doing. Um, Keep sharing your story, continue to just show up the way God has told you to show up. And I mean, you've already said you've proven that you can do the work. You've proven, you know, God's track record, you know, he got you covered, sis. I already know that. Thank you so much. So how can people connect with you? How can they learn more about you? How can they get your books? Let us know where they can find you. Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much to the Slaying Self-Doubt listeners. You can learn more about me at shantajackson.com. So all of my happenings, my um, my different events, um, um, you can purchase my book at shantajackson.com or online wherever books are sold. 
Yes. Well, y'all already know all that information will be in the show notes. Make sure that if y'all y'all know the same thing here. Okay. I'm telling every guest y'all y'all better share this episode and whatever else they got about five to 10 times. Okay. Cause we got to grow. We got to grow the community y'all everybody's community. We can't do this by ourselves. Okay. That's the way it is. Thank you so much, Shanta. I appreciate you. Um, and, um, yes, I wish you, wish you the absolute best. Thank you and peace and blessings. You're welcome. Thank Thank you. you. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.